Welcome to Those Canadian Lads. Here are your hosts, Jeff and Brad. We have talked a lot about cancel culture on Those Canadian Lads since the start of the pod. Tonight, we take a deep dive into it, face first. Well, your once beloved Pepe Le Pew. Cancelled. You're gone. Apparently, you can't make a joke about Taylor Swift on a comedy show. Hey, Netflix, you cancelled. In Alberta, don't you dare, don't you dare work for the UCP government or the Twitter trolls will light their little torches and get you. Not the Tiki torches, though. Those are the other guys. You cancelled Rob Williams, formerly of CTV Morning News Live. We'll dive into some other topics. I watched the Meghan and Harry interview like most of you. I want to get the uh, ultimate royal watchers, uh, Jeff's point of view on the whole debacle. You know, Piers Morgan, the whole thing. Jeff wants to educate us on some predators. I'm hoping we're getting into an education on uh, lions and tigers. Oh my. The mighty, mighty oil broke our hearts last week. And now are on a run again. Nothing better than the classic slump buster, Ottawa Senators coming to town to turn that frown upside down. Oh yeah, maybe we'll just uh, touch on a little uh, a little topic du jour to spice things up. And uh, oh yes, if you haven't heard, you've heard about it in the news over the last couple days. Cocaine Bear, the movie. We have to discuss it. We have to talk about the plots. Welcome to Those Canadian Lads Podcast, Episode 18. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, Brad. And yourself? I'm doing fantastic. I I do have to ask the serious question, though. Did you legitimately watch the Oprah interview with the Royals? It was on in the background. Uh, the missus <laughs> was watching it, and uh, I'd peek over every once in a while. I actually had my headphones on, and I'm like, uh, so as a... Uh, has anything interesting happened yet? And she's like, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching it. Just <laughs> leave me alone. And then I just kind of walked back and kind of read the news. And I was more excited about Piers Morgan uh, getting all crazy and getting out of there. So, yeah, you'll have to maybe fill me in on Piers. I, I know that he walked off and quit. Or I something. will give you a very weak <laughs> uh, analysis of the Megan and Harry debacle. I was going to say, like, you listed off a bunch of topics. We have uh, lots of topics we tonight, have, Jeff. Lots have, of topics. We have lots of topics. And I don't think I'm really well-versed to speak about any of them. So this will be interesting. <laughs> I guess the only one would be Predators, eh? Yeah, the Predators. But we'll, we'll touch on that later on. Oh, but... <laughs> God. Oh, my God. So why don't, why don't we just get right to it? Why, why, don't you, why don't you lead me into where you wanted to go first? Well, you know what? This one, I, <laughs> I'm so glad they're canceling it. Uh, or uh, whoever they are, thank you. Um, Pepe Le Pew, uh, that guy's <laughs> freaking creep, man. Like, I, yeah. after going back and watching some of that, the way he, he went after that cat a little bit, uh, yeah, <laughs> goodbye, I, Pepe. I think the like, obviously, yeah, even I think even as a child, I remember kind of really watching Pepe Le Pew and being kind of a little bit, I don't really feel right about this actually, but. At the same time, so 
I was like, I didn't realize this was a whole hubbub. You sent me a text and said, he, <laughs> I was like, did something happen to Pepe Le Pew? I, why, why, why would I assume something happened to a Looney Tunes He got character? ran over on the highway. Fight well, cancel like, culture. Well, apparently I just, I think it's hilarious that like things that I would have never assumed would be relevant in today's day and age, apparently are being well, for, and I know it's on the back of the space jam movie, but it's like, when's the last time somebody mentioned Pepe Le Pew? <laughs> It's been years since I've seen Pepe Le Pew, but to be honest with you, those Looney Tune cartoons, like they've got some pretty questionable shit in them. <laughs> well, it's a cartoon that started in the sixties, uh, no, late fifties, could be like the thirties, thirties, sure. But yeah. and don't get me wrong, it's just like the ones that uh, you and I probably watched on Saturday morning uh, at eleven a.m. on ITV or whatever it was on. It was they were probably recorded in the seventies and eighties. So, yeah, of course, Pepe Le Pew is out there playing grab ass, I guess. <laughs> he gone. Pepe. You know what? This is not even a debate. He was he was awful. But it made me think more of like, you know, somebody's actually going back and like, yeah, we got to get rid of that motherfucker. He's a uh, he, he, he ain't good for anybody. Kids can't be watching Pepe Le Pew. Well, after, well, it, and it is one of those things that it's just like, and I do kind of have some thoughts in regards to the fact that I'm like, okay, so kids see this is there something bad that happens when kids see this because i don't i know um i'm gonna mess up his name but i believe the new york post uh are a journalist who kind of drew attention to this was curtis blow the isn't that guy a rapper yeah i know that's what that's what kind of caught my and i'll come back to him again because i had i i heard a really good interview with him and i'm interested in one of his books and maybe it'll be something for one of our uh book review clubs but but he He'd effectively send a tweet and an article saying that, you know, th- this is the perpetuation of rape culture. And hey, listen, man, you might be smarter than me, but I don't believe a lot of kids saw that and decided, well, that's how I'm going to go get my girlfriend. But you know what? There was a lot of messed up things, like even going back into the 80s. I don't know if you uh, partook in the uh, movie Revenge of the Nerds uh, back in the 80s when I think the character's name was Lewis, who... Uh, who took the cool guys, the jocks, uh, Darth Vader costume, and then got uh, got nasty with his girlfriend in the uh, uh, whatever it was in the in the in the in the house, the haunted house or whatever they were having in the movie. But like Lewis snuck in, pretended to be somebody else, and <laughs> scored the win. Yeah, that's I, not that's not a good thing. No, no, of course in, it isn't in today's like... culture. Or then, but. It was funny in the movie back in the 80s. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's I'm canceling that on those Canadian Lads podcasts. That's that's not cool. Yeah, I don't remember that movie in detail. I remember probably seeing it when I was nine or nine or ten. Yeah, because but, you remember the guy named Booger. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Booger. And that they would all they all sounded weird. But like, no, but yeah, you're right. It's just like there is questionable material from movies, culture, anything from back then where it was like, yeah, that was acceptable in a movie. But. Yeah, obviously today it's not. You know, though, but like, once again, I'll kind of go with it. Like, so obviously they've removed any scenes with him from the new Space Jam movie. And so I had two thoughts. He was in the Space Jam movie? Yeah, they actually they, brought him back? They filmed it. Oh. They filmed the scene. I, yeah, I, I, can't believe I, I can't believe I found this, actually. So um, I might be, I might even believe you. I might be able to grab this, the scene off uh, online, but... So the actress that was in the scene, I'll describe the scene for you really rudimentary and poorly, but so LeBron James is at a bar and the bartender is Pepe Le Pew. 
So, yeah, this is it. Yeah, so Pepe Le Pew is serving a lady uh, a drink, and then he does his Pepe Le Pew thing and effectively jumps her. Um, She then slaps him and pours her drink on him and puts him in his place effectively. Now, the actress was Gracie Santo, who I guess was on Jane the Virgin. I don't really know who she is, to be honest. But I know that she's quite upset that this got removed from the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because she was... I don't know if there's a history there. I, I'd heard in when I was trying to find better information, it sounded like there is a history that she may have been a victim of this at one point in her life as well. But she wanted it as an opportunity to show people how you deal with these jerks who kind of go about that. So she's quite upset about it. And then I had a second thought too, that she filmed it, didn't think anything of it as other than an opportunity to, you know, show how you deal with an aggressive jerk. But LeBron was in the scene too. And I'm like, I think LeBron needs might have to say something. I I agree with her. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. Other... yes, cancel it. Because apparently, at the end of the scene, he's um he's consoling Pepe Le Pew, so he's on oh, Pepe's no. he's, he's on Pepe's side, I guess. <laughs> that is on the cutting room floor, as they it say. It is, yeah. No, and like, don't get me wrong. It's one of those things that, like, obviously, we we don't accept that type of behavior anymore. And, and but nor should you, as nor as should a, we, as, no. as somebody with a daughter. Yeah, no, that's well, not correct. I'll, right? I'll say as a human being, it's like, yeah, no, it's we shouldn't have people doing that. But, but this is a cartoon. It's a show. It's how it shows how these situations arise. And and the other thing I thought about too is like, what about Miss Piggy? Miss Piggy, you know what? That's a great one. That is a great one. Because she was always hitting Kermit or sexually assaulting Kermit, trying to get she, on with him. She was a little aggressive. Kermit. Yeah, absolutely. So I haven't heard anything about Miss Piggy yet, but I even think about like um, a Christmas favorite, The Muppets Christmas Carol. Kermit comes home and uh, she grabs his ass. What? (laughs) Yeah, she squeezes his ass when he goes in for a hug. So (laughs) Miss Piggy Piggy has her way. That that Miss Piggy (laughs) playing grab ass again. (laughs) I don't know. I was going to say, like, I'm... I think in one breath, it's, it's like, not funny. Like that, like the whole topic's not funny, but it's like, it's for me though. It's like that's a no brainer. If there, if you were gonna like, it's like blackface. You know, from when we talked about it in that Christmas movie, uh, Holiday oh, Inn. Holiday Inn, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta, you gotta take that out. You know, I don't think people should see that. But and we debated that. You know, it's like you keep it in to educate people uh, about, you know, obviously how terrible, how wrong it is, how offensive it is to, to people. And, um, or you take it out and just remove it from popular, popular culture. But let me just say this. So we're talking about cancel culture and we're talking about, you know, taking things out of popular media and all that. Our prime minister was caught multiple times, not to take it fully political tonight, but our prime minister was caught on multiple occasions through his through his teens, through his adult years in blackface. Oh yeah, yeah. It's totally we have not held that man accountable for that at all. Well, uh, uh, there's a de- there's a definite difference between, as I said, a a movie or a cartoon showing like how pe- people behave poorly and maybe lessons. Like I don't think it should be removed. I think it should be something that we show people and be like, Hey, this is unacceptable behavior. You can't do this. We want you to understand that, but you're right. It's just like you get a guy like Trudeau who multiple times has been shown to have bad judgment when it comes to dressing up in a different race. Um, And that dude's not too much older than you and I, 
And don't get me wrong, maybe things were really different six years older than I was, but I knew that was unacceptable. There was no way I was going to do something like that in high school or college. Like, give me a break. Once again, it's kind of like I was when I was complaining about the Alberta um, politicians traveling. I'm like, I don't have an ethical issue with you traveling. I have a problem with your judgment, your ability to have proper judgment now, though. So, so you want Pepe Le Pew out, eh? Yeah, I just don't think it's cool. You know, it's it it, it that's one I actually agree with. You know, it's. Uh, He's a creep. You wouldn't want to see... Uh, yeah, he's a creep, but he gets handled. Isn't that a good lesson? Yeah, true. Does he get tuned up <laughs> all the time? Tell... <laughs> well, he gets tuned, up, gets tuned up by this actress in the movie, apparently. Like, yeah, but then he gets uh, th- consoled by LeBron Bron. Ronnie. Well, maybe they changed that part of the scene. Like, LeBron goes, hey, man, you know that was uncool. <laughs> but like, like that, that's the one thing though it's just like it's like oh yeah okay fine don't don't air uh looney tunes cartoons that have peppy Le Pew at on saturday at 9 a.m whatever it's fine but at the same time it's just like there's valuable lessons to be learned i don't it's and quite frankly it's like what has peppy Le Pew been in since space jam one i don't well maybe there is brand new looney tunes cartoons i'm totally unaware of so yeah it's not really our our demographic no you know, no so so uh, I guess moving on. Yeah, want- no. That, well, moving on. You you brought this one up. I wasn't actually aware of it. I had to look it up. But the uh, the Taylor Swift situation with the <laughs> Netflix show. What's going on with Taylor? You know, it's funny. I like I'm looking at my notes and I realize I should have at least written down the name of the show. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was that Netflix show that they made the joke about her. I see. I listened. The reason I kind of know of the show is it's filmed in Toronto, so we're, we'll bring a Canadian presence onto that. But. Uh, my basic understanding of the show, having never seen it, so don't crucify me on it, is that it's about a mom and a teenage daughter. The teenage daughter is mixed race, and it's her finding her way through high school. It's a teenage dra- drama comedy, finding her way through high school. Well, I guess the... I'm going to, once again, I'll probably fuck this up, but the person who plays the daughter is also the director, and I believe one of the writers on the show. So it was her character that delivered a line on one of the episodes that effectively said something along the lines of like, you go through more men than Taylor Swift. So that seems pretty innocent to me, but uh, it wasn't yeah, innocent to Taylor Swift who apparently watched the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. So she, she had tweeted out saying effectively like, uh, is this how we're going to celebrate international women's month or day? Uh, this is so 2010. I can't believe this bullshit passes off as comedy nowadays. And she, and Taylor Swift has a giant social media presence and the uh, the people who work on this show and including the the actress slash director I'm referring to, she has not had a good time on Twitter since this came up, apparently. So, you know what? It's kind of where's the line then? Because it are you not allowed to make a joke at someone's expense, I guess? Like, is, is that the line? Like, because there won't be any more stand-up comedians if, if that's the case. There won't be any more, um, you know, sitcoms or shows, you know, to pull off from, you know, popular culture or, you know, I don't know. I, I think that one's a bit of a stretch. She obviously had her her bum hurt on that one. Well, I would go about I, I had two thoughts uh, when I first read the article today. But as I like, one, I was kind of impressed about how, quote-unquote, powerful a tweet from Taylor Swift can get attention. Like... I, why should I hear about this tweet? 
it's about a show that I don't watch and a, and a music artist that my wife listens to. But yeah, I know some of her music, but I really don't care what Taylor Swift is doing in her day to day life. But I, it was in the Globe and Mail. Like it, it was, it was a big to do. So I'm, I'm kind of impressed with that. I guess maybe that's what Trump had effectively done throughout his presidency. He was just rallied all of his supporters from Twitter. So, but excuse me. The other, the other thing I was kind of thinking of though is just like, okay, so let's say you're the the 24 year old who works on this show and you're the director, uh, you're trying to get your product out there. You've made a show that seems to have been pretty popular up to this point. Netflix picked it up. So that's a good thing. Why do you care? Why wouldn't you just tweet out one thing? Be like, listen, I don't care who comes after me. I, it's watch a show or don't watch a show. Why would you even acknowledge it? And as you said, like, you no, know, there won't be any comedians talking about pop culture stuff. Clearly there's a ton of comedians who do not care. Like, Dave Chappelle does not give a flying fuck what he says about anybody, and he's untouched as a result. Or William Burr. Or William Burr, yeah. No, there's tons of there's tons of people who just like, well, hey, listen, I I just popped in my head, but Chris D'Elia has made a return to social media and apparently is planning out some shows after allegations of grooming teenage girls for sexual for sexual conquest. It's just like, yeah, I and, noticed uh, that he popped right back up into the old uh, the the Twitter space there and the Instagram, and uh, I, I'd seen that story. But now he has a kid, so I don't know what the hell's going on. We had a kid. But I think he had a kid on the way. Sorry, I think he cleaned he had a kid it back on the way. Up. Yeah. Well, I think I think he went to therapy for sexual um, addiction. I think, well, that's what he said, but. I just think it was funny that before that guy disappeared, he he. Did you, did you ever watch you, the stalker no, show? No, I watched like two episodes of that show, and it was like, yeah, no, thank you. Too dark for you. It was just creepy. Oh yeah, the guy, they, like, the main actor guy, was just like, oh man. Oh, I think he's, I think he's good. But Crystalia played a predator on that show. <laughs> he played a, a sexual predator on that show, going after a teenage girl. It was, I was like. I'm like, I've heard rumors of this. I'm like, it's kind of meta, I guess, but or at least <laughs> life, life imitating art. It's <laughs> just like, I'm like, you shouldn't be drawing attention to this, maybe. I don't know. So, anyways, that's what I just kind of figured. I'm like, you know, you and I have put out a podcast. Uh, we've put out roughly probably 20 hours of material for anyone to listen to and anyone to pick apart. Uh, Quite frankly, anyone can tweet us or say anything about us if they want to. I just if our you, single listener has not done that yet. No, no. But if if you do do that, it's just like, yeah, if you want to interact, I'll interact. But if you want to start accusing me of things that I'm not doing, then I'm just not going to engage with you. And I, it won't bother me either. I don't care. Oh, no, no. Somebody did. Somebody did come at us because I accidentally we put a Twitter poll out there the other day. About it, you uh, calling doctors well, it, uh, by it, their first name? It's because you didn't. You wrote two questions on a I survey. Asked, I asked two <laughs> questions, and it was a one-question survey. Uh, yeah, that that was a bit of a mistake. Apparently, well, that, Twitter Twitterverse didn't like that guy on Twitter. He, he didn't like it, so I said I'd fix it next time. Okay, moving on. Let's uh, touch on. I, I also want to touch on another topic. It's uh, I saw it on again Twitter. Just the Seth cesspool of just crap in the world so do you know who rob williams is no i'm, I'm glad you mentioned that he worked for ctv at one point because i had no idea who he was <laughs> he was uh one of the co-hosts of the ctv uh morning live show 
um, with Stacy Brotzel. Um, he was actually re- what the fuck? What's there? Somebody's phoning me on this thing from fuck fuck <laughs> off. Anyways, I'm not even. Let's we're keeping no, going. Just move on, man. Bullshit. Let's go. Let's call, go. Someone who calls somebody on their computer during a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Shut it down. Anyways, anyways, Rob Williams. Rob Williams. Robbie Williams. Or, see, Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams. <laughs> not that Robbie Williams. Um. So Rob Williams hosts CTV Morning Live. Stacy Brotzel, him got canned uh, a couple months ago with the whole Bell Media thing. Mm-hmm. Um lost their jobs so he got a job as uh the press secretary for the ucp um you know not a lot of jobs out there these days so i'm scanning you know twitter i've seen some of the work that he's done you know so far um in his new role you know kind of tweeting out you know some people are, are throwing out their obviously negatives about you know the budget and things like that and he was actually you know calling them out in the sense that no actually the budget says this this is what we're investing into uh you know into you know homelessness things like that um you know essentially fact checking some of these people who are you know attacking the ucp government um so one lady today on twitter and we won't use names or, or anything like that but she uh uh, she went and attacked the guy. She's like, you know, I'm really disappointed that he'd, you know, uh, take this job and, you know, be working for the UCP and blah, blah, blah. And people, you know, just started throwing up on it. It's like, yeah, why are you doing that, Rob Williams? And it's just like, he's doing it because he needs to put food on his family's table. He needs a job. He works in media and communications. There was a job. He took it. I'm not going to chastise somebody because they took a job with the, you know, current government that people aren't currently happy with, you know, nobody's chastising anybody, you know, if they work for the NDP government or anything like that, you, you and I wouldn't be sitting back. It's like Joe Smith. He's a dink because he, you know, works for the NDP. No, it's like Joe Smith needs a job. So lay off Rob Williams. Give, give, give the man a break. Yeah, I wasn't when you sent me the tweet uh, so that I had a little bit of background on it. I wasn't quite sure if the person was complaining that he took a job with a government or if it was just specifically the US UCP. It's completely the it's a UCP anti UCP thing, right? And it was well, yeah. Here's another thought: It's like maybe Rob lost his job and then found his dream job. Maybe it was something he always wanted to do. I never thought about that. Like, who cares? Maybe that is what he always wanted to do. Maybe he really did want to be part of the conservative party or whatever. And it's just like, it's a weird thing that because somebody was on a local news station or is on Twitter that we're like, oh, I'm disappointed in you. It's like, we don't know this guy. I don't know what sick stuff he does at home. <laughs> he's awesome i bet sure he'd maybe be a great he guest on the podcast but he's in government so we won't come on this thing I so shouldn't. The, the, the tweet the tweet is so disappointed to find out that one rob williams i like that you know he's confident he put a one in front of his name mm. to to get it out there is now the ucp's press secretary seriously rob have you not been watching what this government has been doing to albertans yeah, like all governments, they've been failing and doing a shitty job. <laughs> yes, you're you're coming aboard the train of Jeff that government's inept and stupid. 
Yeah, like, and then just going like, this is the best one. Like, some guy named Larry, man's got to work. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. not <laughs> no, man's got to work. Not the first one to do it. It's like you're a hundred percent right, man or woman, man or woman. You need to work. So you got a job. The job was there. He took it. I don't know what yeah. his political affiliations are, but God bless you, Rob Williams. <laughs> God bless you. I, yeah, whatever. Like, it, it, this guy went and got a job. As I said, maybe it was his dream job. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he just wanted to get a paycheck. I, whatever. It, once again, it's this holder than thou passing judgment on somebody for doing something, but it's kind of like, whatever. But then you go back, it's like, are we holier than thou? Saying, yeah, Pepe Le Pew, you piece of shit, you gotta leave. Like, no, I want Pepe Le Pew to be in the movie, remember? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm right? not holding so, it now. <laughs> it's so confusing. I'm so confused with all of this. Uh, see, I don't find it confusing. I, because I have the moral compass of a great man. <laughs> so I know where I'm going. <laughs> I love the confidence. I love your confidence. Well, I think. <laughs> do what Jeff says. Do <laughs> <what's> do. <laughs> no, do, do, do both. <laughs> yeah, do or, Jeff. We do Jeff. <laughs> or at least speak in proper English while you're saying doing these things. But yeah, I, as I said, like if, whatever, if, whatever project people want to do, you know, your job or you know, you want to be involved in a charity or whatever. It's just like there are parts that it's just like, yeah, I do. We do have to kind of cast judgment. Like if you if you're like, well, I just joined the KKK because I thought it was a great organization. It's like, no. No, 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 <laughs> no, that's, that's not how this works, but proud boy, not a chance, yeah. but if rebel you, news guy, bad idea, bad idea. But if you just, oh, I took a job as a press secretary or quite frankly, like you went to go work for a news organization. That's like, yeah, okay. I don't like the fact that they own TSN or something stupid like that, but it's just like, who cares? It's a job. You have no, you have, you don't know this guy from Adam. He could just want to have a job. And as I said, maybe he found his dream job. Who cares? So speaking of the best to ever do it, speaking of people I could care less about, even though you insinuated that apparently I care about the Royals because I mean, well, you have you have British heritage, man. You I do. I be all over this stuff. (laughs) Surprisingly, I'm not. No, I'm I'm into English soccer. (laughs) Do you think your dad like cried in a corner after he watched that interview? You know, he watched it. I know they watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I know they watched it. Yeah. No. And I do it, Harry. How could you oh, do it to us? Well, okay. So you're, you might have to fill in a few details for me and everything like that. But what, what are your general thoughts about what was discussed? I'm going to first give you the general thoughts on what that was. That was a <laughs> exactly what, exactly what I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fine piece of public relations art mm. in, you know, in 20 years, they're going to look back and they're going to say, Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey orchestrated one of the greatest, you know, uh, yeah, it, it was unre- unreal. They, she skewered the Royal family and made them look very, very, very bad. And, you know, <laughs> Piers Morgan sitting back is like, I didn't believe her. I didn't believe a word she said. I, you know, and, and she said some pretty serious shit. And this guy came out and was like, no, I don't believe she had suicidal thoughts. And it's like, you're a piece of garbage, man. You can't question somebody on that. If they had suicidal thoughts and asked for help and didn't get it, 
she's bringing it out to the public eye that maybe there's a problem. If there's not, whatever. Like she said it, nobody's defending it, whatever. But she said that there was some racial stuff that came out about, um, you know, the potential, you know, color of the children's skin. And um, yeah, it's it was pretty uh, it was a pretty intense interview. But then like sitting back and, and watching it now, it's like, well, you got millionaires, royals. And you also have a billionaire, billionaire. Oprah, mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting back. And yeah, she's like, well, we're not getting we're not getting paid for this. It's like you're not getting paid directly from this interview, but this is just creating a greater brand for yourself. You're enhancing your brand. You know, you're, you're getting public relations out of this. You're getting PR, you're getting an opportunity to be in the public eye, tell your story and also promote, you know, your charitable organizations, you know, future work opportunities, things like that. So, uh, and in a nutshell, Jeff, it was a PR stunt and uh, I think it worked because it made the royal family look really bad. And if they were terrible to her, she uh, she gave them a royal boot in the ass. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. I said when I didn't watch it, so then I had to do all my digging after the fact because I, I did, for some reason I didn't think it would even be something we would t- discuss. But I was like, yeah, I better learn. It's but, the Commonwealth, Jeff, uh, and it's those Canadian lads. Don't you care about your 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 heritage, your British heritage, and and your country? Actually, well, that that's an interesting topic for another day. But I'm uh, I'm not <laughs> proud of anything I didn't earn. Oh, so so there you go. Anyways, um, I do agree. I think this was a coming out party for the Amer- for exposing these two to the Americans. Like, I, I believe they have a, a lucrative deal with Netflix, and pr- I, I thought I saw Amazon Prime, but I think this is their, hey, America, here's who we are, please buy our product going forward. They're coming out party, yeah. Yeah, and now I, w- I will say, like, I'll, I'll prefix all of this with, are the royals bad people? Yeah, they very well could be. <laughs> Prince Prince Andrew was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And apparently, Stein, well, it Stein, Stein. I don't it, know. It couldn't be him though, because he can't sweat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. I love just absurd ways to prove my innocence. I, I that couldn't be me. I don't sweat. <laughs> I don't have glands. I don't have glands. But, but no, yeah, exactly. It's like, are the royals potentially bad people? Yeah very potentially bad people like this is a family that we go through the lineage is colonialism uh being rich and having you know lording over people either in a actual sense or just a social sense while everyone else around you is either struggling or going through things you also supply nothing to the world like it's not even culture for the most part i would make an argument and it's just like, they're, they're effectively, they're worse than the Kardashians. Because at least the Kardashians generate TV shows that I think are stupid, but at least they're making a product. The Royals don't do fucking anything. So who cares? But yeah, it's just like, am I surprised that they could be bad people? No, not shocked in the least bit. That's what old white people are. Hey, listen, this is like, God rest my grandparents. But yeah, they may have not been as accepting of certain things when I was younger. Because... They're old. They're old white people. That's what, that's what happens with old white people sometimes. Oh, so, man. Gener- we're going to be... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, could potentially a... Uh, I don't even know their names, but 
the queen's husband could he potentially be a racist yeah isn't he like a hundred or something I saw a few Twitter (laughs) polls. It's like the one who said the racial thing, the Duke of Edinburgh, uh, Prince, uh, whatever his name is, he was the same guy. And then another, another (laughs) prefix for the guy. So um, I think all, all arrows were pointing at that guy, which is like, I don't do. Do you think they like all hang out in like houses together and like, or are they all like not seen with each other ever? You know, you know what I mean? Like, do you think they all gather together and like, like legitimately hang out and like each other? Yeah. Fuck. I, have, I'd have a hard time believing it would be because it feels like you're born into a job, which is why I kind of like, I get it. Why this guy would want to peace out and be like, forget it. I'm not part of this. I'm going somewhere else. Cause effectively your job and your life is being on this property and doing quote unquote royal things, which I'm, I'm assuming is just a bunch of, people telling you what to do all the damn time and prince harry has to be like the probably the most likable out of all of them that you oh. see on tv yeah, like very well, very well wasn't he in calgary like hanging out at cowboys and like having a good time <laughs> when he was trading in the in the british military i think he was I think so that that's what I was trying to I was just trying to find this really quickly but uh I'll I'll dig it up as we go through the whole conversation here but uh I heard him on a podcast uh not him He sorry. does podcasts? No no it was sorry it Oh was a, I, we won't get him. It was a British soldier who oh. in fact it was a really interesting article the guy who came like effectively a mercenary so it was really cool to listen to. But he he was talking about like actually when Harry it is Harry right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. I don't fucking know who these people. Redhead are. guy, balding. Yeah. yeah. So Harry, when he was training with the military, like the host, pretty much the host, another military guy was effectively saying, like, "Well, is he legit?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's a legit soldier. Like he does." And I know he does the Invictus Games and all that type of stuff, which is great for charity. But, but he does. He he really seems to have actually earned his military heritage to a certain extent, which is kind of cool. So. Harry, but, his mother's son. As I said, this, son this of is a Princess comment. Diana. But yeah, well, and that kind of draws me to the last point. And I'm not going to sit here and say money buys you happiness. But like you alluded to, we're talking about millionaires who grew up with a silver spoon in their mouths, a billionaire interviewing them. I, I know Megan didn't grow up a billionaire, but she's effectively in for the rest of her life now. They're, they're, they're financially set. Listen, I'm not saying that you have money, therefore you don't think about her harming yourself. I'm not making that leap at all. But no, I, you know, that's the thing that like we talk about, we've talked about mental health and stuff like this on this podcast before. If somebody's legitimately struggling and looking for help and she didn't receive it, especially with the type of pressures that are, you can't tell me there's not pressures in that type of scenario. Um, it's disgusting. So, you know, I'm hoping that is true and it's not made up because I doubt it is made up. Yeah, but that will kind of draw me to my point. It's just like when you have means, you can go fix it. And they had means. So it's just like, okay, I know it's a tough situation. You're married into the royal family. I think you have to kind of know what you're getting into to a certain extent when you marry into the royal family. I don't think you I don't think she did because I think she thought it was like, well, then she's naive. Well, and she's American. She had no knowledge. Americans don't have knowledge about the royal family. They don't have Google in America. (laughs) Google. <laughs> no, but my point being is that, like, if you even if you meet this dude over a few beers and you get to know him a little bit, I'm sure he's telling you about the pomp and circumstance of his life. You quickly learn what 
bullcrap you're going to be going through if you stick around with this guy and marry into his family. She had to learn that she had to curtsy for the queen like, uh, while he while he was in she was in the in the car getting going to see her for the first time. She just she honestly thought that was just what the public did, but not everybody. See, that's where I that's where as I said, having not watched it but catching a few clips here and there, to me that was the clip where I'm like, this is fake. Because I just it, once again, it's just like, oh, I was going to meet his grandmother. It's not his grandmother. It's the Queen of England. You, it's like, it's the complete. She, you're effectively saying that she did the extreme version of me calling my doctor Ron. <laughs> like, oh. like, she can't be that naive. I, I'm an uncultured idiot, but I would know I'm supposed to bow or shake their hands. Ah, but you're, you've been exposed. Your English lineage. You, you've been exposed to all this royal stuff. What do you think my family talks about? <laughs> we don't talk about the royal family or, talk or about Manchester United football. Yeah. We talk about the queen. No. We talk about Charles and Diana and you drink tea and biscuits. I took up tea for dry January actually. And I think I'm not going to go back. I think tea is quite good actually. <laughs> so, I had a tea the other day at work. It was quite delightful. I just think at the end of the day, it's just like, I listened. I, I was it real? Was it fake? I don't. It doesn't fucking matter. Actually, it's there. They marketed themselves, and they that's created- the thing. It doesn't matter because it's just it's just shit that's out there, and people ate it up. Blah, yum yum. Well, that's the problem that people yeah. cared. Yeah, like, like they were like I didn't know this. I I just assumed that whomever was putting it on approached everyone to go do this. No, Oprah did this and then sold it. Oh yeah, for seven mil, and I was like. Holy shit! I'm like, good, good, uh, good on her part. That's how you make money. But I was like, the one thing that did come out of this, and uh, as I was watching the interview, as I pulled my headphone up and listened to Oprah's voice, I'm like, man, Oprah, she's such a good interview. I'll have to trust you on that, <laughs> man. She just knows how to ask questions. She just seems so, you know, down to earth. Oprah Winfrey, she's the bomb. You know, like. As I'm, my knowledge of Oprah is pretty sparse, but I will say in regards to a story of somebody effectively coming out of nothing and building themselves up to be one of the biggest media icons and one of the richest people, women, black women on the planet. So like her story is impressive. And recognizable voices of a generation. Yeah. But like you don't get there without the hard work and just the blood and guts she put into whatever she was doing. Like she, she built an empire out of nothing. It was like, I thought she was like the weather girl, local news girl in Chicago. And and even that was a stretch. And then she built this, like, that's the one thing I find weird. It's just like, I may actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go down a path that I, I don't know enough about, but I just, to me, it seems like, seems like more proof that she knew she was building a product and selling it. And I, once again, I'm not casting judgment on it. I actually respect it a great deal, but it's just like, once again, it makes me, it makes it feel disingenuous to me. So. It was, uh, it was good, uh, good marketing, you know, sensationalism, all that stuff wrapped into a Sunday night of, you know, nothing on, there was no football on, there's no college basketball on, you know, it was something to watch. People watched. People got to learn about Megan and Harry. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Whatever. As I said, I don't know why people would care about the Royals. I don't know why people would care what Harry and Megan have to say. Is they, Congratulations. They're, whatever their Netflix, the first Netflix thing they put out, people are going to watch it. 
I think they're going to watch it anyways, but people are going to definitely watch it. So, and I'm just like, man, Piers Morgan, that guy just went out in a ball of fire. Like he went, he, he walked out of an interview the other night. It was awesome. He just, he was, some guy was calling him out just for like the right reasons. He's like, no, no, not going to do it. Just walked out. He's like, he just quit his job. Just yeah. right, like that, out in a blaze of glory. I don't and, understand. Sorry, go ahead. And it, all he, all his premise is freedom of speech. Right or wrong. It, it's, it's his right to question if he thought that was real or not. And he was saying I, it was fake. I'm I'm fine with if he wants to do that. Once again, another person I don't know enough about. I'm assuming he's probably a d bag most of the time. But he's an interesting guy. He was uh, doing like podcasts with like Mike Tyson. Oh, sweet! Watching one uh, like, but like then he'll be like on some weird morning show, and then he used to do CNN and yeah, all well, that he, kind of he, stuff. He took over for Larry King, right? Yeah. He just died, didn't he? Oh yeah, Larry King died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And his that's how, uh, relate, that's how I relate to people. This guy he died, wrote his right? he, he wrote his will uh, another will on it. He had many wives, uh, Larry King, and he wrote uh, his last one on a napkin. And uh, basically, I think he wrote out his latest wife because he found out that uh, she was having a marital affair with uh, mm. their son's baseball coach. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. <laughs> hey, Larry King. There's good reason to write somebody out of a will. <laughs> but then there there was another story where he was like being friendly with his wife's sister. <laughs> Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff that I think we should dive into, but for a later podcast. Yeah. So he might not be a good guy either. So. I don't know. That media world just doesn't seem like it's uh, it's clicking along. I think people need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> just Chill not, out. Just not Chill get out. involved with things. So uh you touched on enough with you want to yeah you got to think about pierce morgan no i just think it's hilarious you know he he just like i'm holding my I'm, he must have enough money or he just like i'm holding my line on this and maybe he is right or maybe is wrong but you just don't question people with mental health problems and things like that because that's not cool yeah yeah like obviously like it's not cool I, jeff i have mixed feelings about it so oh god Hey, whatever. I'm. Hey, you're gonna get us kicked off of Apple iTunes. We're gonna get an expletive. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything per se. I'm just saying that we we've talked about it before in the podcast. You've agreed that there's a victim culture going on, and I'm not saying that Megan is doing this. I'm just saying that as a generality, there are people who are grabbing onto the victim mentality and using it. Like I'll use. Like we'll go back to a jerk off. I was that, trying to goat you again, and you bit. Oh no, I'm fine talking about this. Okay, okay. We talked about Begsty. The guy's a right. Oh yeah, the, that guy's totally yeah. The, the guy's a right wing fucking journalist nut who doesn't who could barely get a seven minute article or video out, and he's a victim bitch. So there you go. It can go all across the board. Oh god, I was gonna line him up for an interview. <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah, I'll no. still be like, what's wrong with you? So yeah, why would you do that to our podcast? You just. Tainted well, podcast. Well, okay, so I'm going to switch gears here because no, no, I just no. back to that. It's like you're right. I'm going to disagree with you. He is that guy is just a sensational, you know, idiot who tries to, you know, get it's clickbait. It's all it is. But a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, it, we need to do it. No, we're not doing that. Cocaine <laughs> bear. <laughs> well, no, okay. Let, before we get onto cocaine bear and the oiler, yeah. Like that I like. I, <laughs> so I went down a bit of a rabbit hole, and it does kind of go into this victim thing a bit. So. 
I was thinking about how I would choose somebody to attack. What? Yeah. No, I wasn't really actually. I, I, I was, I was, uh, I just kind of stumbled into a rabbit hole. I was looking for something else and I stumbled upon effectively an article, uh, by Wendy Patrick for psychology today. She's a doctor and effectively. I So Wendy, <laughs> not Dr. Wendy Patrick, but Wendy. Well, you notice that I led with Wendy Patrick and then said okay, she yeah, might yeah. be a doctor. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to give credit where credit's due. It's uh, the I think it's in Psychology Today, uh, and I believe the article is called um, uh, da, 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 "Do You Walk Like a Victim?" Okay. So the general thing is she she tracked down a couple studies, um, and effectively what they did is they took 126 people who. Uh, tested not high, but ranged on the dark tetrad trait scale. And what this is, is these four traits are effectively psycho psychopathy, Machiavellianism, narcissism, and sadism. So these are people who are damaged and quite frankly, are probably a, da- a danger to society to a certain extent. So they took these people and they showed them a video of... I, I'm going to say women, but it could have been men and women. But they t- they showed him a video of a woman, and they could only see the back of her while she walked down a hallway. And they asked these people, can you tell if this person has been victimized, so legitimately victimized, in the last five years? And they overwhelmingly were able to pick out which women were victimized in the last five years. Wow. So it wasn't just, it just wasn't, it was uh, apparently the psychopathy and the Machiavellianism was the top two things that kind of led these people to be able to do this. Obviously narcissism, you're into your own shit, so you're not going to pay attention to other people. But but I was thinking about how incredible that is, that that effectively if if you're walking down the street and unfortunately when people are attacked, legitimately attacked they become it's almost like a apparently it's like a beacon that they can be t- attacked again and these people were able to effectively say i know that i could choose that person as my next victim and to kind of even prove the point further one of the other studies they were talking about was i don't know how many prisoners they did this with but they showed prisoners prisoners who had been locked away for um stranger assaults so these are individuals that attacked people they didn't know it wasn't a lover's quarrel it was just they saw somebody and attacked them, whether it be sexually or just assault. And of the people, they showed them random videos of people walking around. I'm going to say New York City, but a city. And they said to them, how would you, of these people you're seeing, who would you pick as your victim for your next crime? And apparently they all selected the same people. And what the one thing that kind of came out of it that was interesting, and this is kind of like a defense thing to a certain extent, is they said to all these people, okay, you've identified the people who you would attack. Who wouldn't you attack? Who would you say is a non, you wouldn't dare risk running into? And of these people that they identified of that, they're like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with that person. It had nothing to do with like size because they even said one of the individuals that they all chose was, uh, it was like a grandmother, a small, like hundred pound grandmother. And they said, that's not somebody we would attack. And apparently the big thing was they had an organized quality. They, they looked like they had their shit together. So like they walked with, you know, their shoulders back, uh, stride that looked confident. Their head was on a swivel. 
It looked like they were logging details, making eye contact with people. And they said, like, because that person looks like they have it together, I can't risk attacking them. So it wasn't even a thing of like, they'd be able to fend me off. So I, I, I went down this rabbit hole and I was like, it was just, it was That's incredible. dark shit, by the way. It's nuts. And I was thinking about like, it's just like, yeah, effectively people who could be serial predators, they can tell who a better victim would be. It's just not some random thing. It's, it's the people who don't exhibit the qualities that they, they would be like, I can't risk messing with this person. It's nuts. So were you like laying up at night to like being like, I got to figure out how, how this all works. Or was it just like by random you ran in? It was completely random. It was completely random. I, but no, it was very interesting. Is it uh, now though? Like, does it sit in your head a little bit? Does it like, no, uh, not for me. Cause I, do I, your shoulders stand up I, straight I, a little bit more. Cause I, no, no. I, Cause I think I do walk like that already. Like, and quite frankly, I'm like a stout looking dude anyways. But so, but as I said, it, I guess I wouldn't play a factor, but I, I was thinking about like people I know who I'm like, Oh, I know they don't walk that way. And I was kind of like, Oh shit. I'm like, that'd be pretty nuts. Actually. If somebody I knew was attacked by one of these people because of these traits that are going on. And then, because of uh, because of things that bother me in life, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, well, everyone wants to be a victim. And everyone's kind of doing their thing, saying, hey, I'm the one attacked. I'm the one doing We can just make a team of these psychos. And we could get them to watch people walking around. And we're like, hey, listen, you can suss out the liars here. Was this person <laughs> actually attacked? And all the psychos could like nod, yes. Or they could say, no, no, that person went. And they psychopath liar detects liar detection test that's pretty interesting though that's just the science behind that and they and oh i'm i'm sure if you dove deeper than i did you'd find like just tons of stuff like oh this part of your brain is what does it i won't though i started (laughs) watching the uh the alisa lamb uh hotel documentary and uh, first of all, I'm only three episodes in, but uh, I'll never drink water from a hotel tap ever again. Um, that's just freaking awful. Oh, I know. Um, um, that story as, as a whole is just brutal. Like she was such a, you know, a, a light, you know, a, a person who had so much going for her. And uh, I still don't know what happened at the end if they caught the murder or she did it herself or i don't know but well i'm not yeah. gonna ruin it for you. you you should watch the end of it does it have an outcome because i need to know if it has an outcome it has an outcome all right good good like after you watch it we can talk about i, th- I think there's a paranormal aspect to it but at the same time um yeah it, it's un- it's one of those things though too and I, there's two parts there's two main things i took out of the documentary one was the the web sleuths and their obsession with finding out what went wrong here and just they're like i this kind of goes to my thing with the what was the name of the ctv guy and rob williams yeah i was gonna say rob thomas but, uh but he's a fantastic singer yeah exactly but but like you get people going like oh i know this individual i i know rob williams i'm disappointed in rob williams actions rob williams is gonna hear this and be like why are these guys going after me so much <laughs> We're supporting him. Don't say that. We're yeah. behind him 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Keep doing a great job, pal. <laughs> he might be doing a bad job. but Oh, but, God. <laughs> but these people who are logged online looking for what happened to Elisa Lamb, they're like, oh, I, f- I feel her. Oh, I, I know her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, she'd put out a lot of web content and wrote like a, effectively a diary. But you don't know this person. You know what you say that, though? I, 
I remember that news story running in the Canadian news oh, yeah. cycle a lot and just the creepiness of the the video and then the backstory about her there was some sort of weird connection like when that news story came up you're like oh my god i hope she's okay like i honestly i had that feeling like some of those web guy guys had or whatever i obviously didn't care enough to do a uh, a podcast or youtube channel about it but uh i always wondered what happened to her and now i'm gonna find out after i watch uh the next three episodes of that uh, that documentary and plus never ever am i going to downtown los angeles oh that that does not look like a cool place to go they have some good interviews uh with people who kind of work in that area throughout the documentary as well and i think one of them is like a skid row historian but you're like holy man that is that is an unfortunate area of any city that is skid row in LA is it possibly might be the worst area in North America. Yeah. That doesn't look like a, like a fun place at all. Anyways, we had to take it down a dark road, I guess tonight with your whole uh, psychopath uh, analysis uh, review, which is kind of interesting, but also, you know, now I'm kind of terrified and I'll be walking a little straighter and a little faster as I rip down the oh, streets. One of the things was not to walk faster than everyone else. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go. I just corrected you. You're fine. <laughs> that guy's got a bum knee. Get him. Yeah. Well, that was one of the other things. And like, I was like, you think about uh, wounded animal, man, wounded animal. It's hundred percent. It like to these people who are potentially looking for a victim to attack or kill or other things they're Yeah. They're looking for, Hey, there's signs of that person's a viable victim. Jesus Christ, I can't believe we went there on this podcast night. This, this is what I do all the time. <laughs> Dun, da, da. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's wrap up with some positive news. What do you want? What do you want? Oh, what do you want to positivity. finish up? Positivity. Positivity. What do you want to finish up with? Well, we got to finish up with the the mighty oil. The the slump buster Ottawa Senators come to town. Um Currently, while we're recording this podcast, the Oilers are up seven nothing uh, in into the third period here. Um, so they're currently destroying the Ottawa Senators for the sixth time this season uh, in the shortened, condensed North Division, uh, All Canadian Division, Scotia Division. Um, but man, after those three Leaf losses, I knew that I didn't jump off the bandwagon because this is what I knew that it would be a lessons learned. You know, it was tough to watch them lose those three games. They didn't get a lot of scoring in, but those oil, they got a different team, man. And if they make some moves, like they, if they can make some minor tweaks to that team, um, and out came some rumors today that uh, I think is it Jordan or Eric Stahl might be interested in coming to Edmonton um, from the lowly Buffalo Slate Sabres. Um, so, that would be an interesting add-on for a third line center. But the one that really intrigues me is um, uh, Luke DeBrusque. Yeah, Luke DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque. Jake Louis DeBrusque's son. Yeah. Jake, no, I, uh, bring Jake home. Bring him home. Send uh, send them Ethan Bear. Everybody's like, don't send him Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear has been playing the garbage this year. I think he was a flash in the pan last year. Send him away. We got enough D-depth. You get a nice 20-goal guy come in, big power forward, uh, gets to play in front of his papa every night, Get send him home. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably on the more of the opposite bandwagon of what you're talking about. Ethan Bear is 
I think he's going to prove to be more than a flyer in the pan. And he's even in the capacity that he's not having a good as a good offensive season. He's not making a shit ton of mistakes. Uh, he was also hurt for a good chunk after taking that uh, puck to the eye. But it's not like Jake's lighting it up in Boston. He's having a rough year as well. And I got to be honest. They're like, oh, it's a good story for a local boy to come home. No, well, no, it's no, not to no. Me, it has nothing to do with that. Local I don't boys care sh- that he's local. No, they they sh- they should purposely not bring local people here. What are you talking about? Mike Comrie was great here when he was here. Exactly. He scored that overtime winner against Dallas. He used to kill it at Rum Jungle. Oh yeah, yeah. Name name me any Edmontonian that has like done well playing for the Oilers. Ryan Smith. Is that Edmontonian? It's from Banff. So, <laughs> so, but that's my point. No, this city is, this city sucks for a local boy to play in. It, the media will rip you apart. The fans will get on you. Uh, Fernando Pisani, you mother. Okay. For three seasons. And then he got sick. Edmonton got him sick. Oh God. <laughs> Fernando. No, <laughs> Fernando. No, there's no, he, he should stay away. And quite frankly, he got sat for the first time in his career. As far as I can tell for lack of effort. Boston's not going to jettison him because he's had a bad three weeks. Like, yeah, I do. It kind of, this news came up today and I didn't <clears throat> prep you for it, but I need to bring it up on the pod tonight. Cause I think it's something to explore. Cause it's going to become bigger news as it kind of comes oh, forward. No. Yes. 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 Jeff, the XFL Canadian oh. football league in unison bringing the best of Canadian football and the best of entertainment together to provide not a, a competitive uh, product to the National Football League, because that will never fly, but spring football in the United States with heritage and existing, you know, an existing league with the Canadian Football League with the upstart XFL that had a little bit of promise coming into you know, 2020 until the old coronavirus came to town. Um, I think this is huge. Now that Vince McMahon is out of the picture, you bring in Dwayne, the rock Johnson, former Calgary Stampeder, couldn't make the roster by the way. Um, anyways, I think this is very significant for a league that has cash problems, a league that has a problem keeping teams in the league. And especially as we're going into a business situation where a lot of these teams might not be able to stay afloat, we might, you know, we might lose a few here along the way now, right? Because of the the pandemic. So there's no better situation than now to look at, you know, reinventing um, this brand of football. I don't know what it is. It, it, I tweeted The Rock. I did. When he bought the XFL, I ha- I'll find this tweet and I'll retweet it tonight saying, Rock. XFL, CFL, North American Football League, or a championship game, at least. There you go. I know you're you very silent on this. This is this is a nothing story. It is. What do you mean it's a nothing story? It's a nothing story. The, each league sent out a press release saying that we are talking to each other. Whoopity fucking do. No, no. The the main guys like. Dave Naylor, you know, the insider for the CFL. Yeah, because yeah. he has to report on something because he's bored out of his mind. Because the There's CFL, lots of going no. on. Signings going on all the CFL. This is huge news. It's, it's not huge. even it's not even remotely anything. 
They one the XFL doesn't truly exist right now. No, because they're reimagining it with the CFL. They're not reimagining it. The this kind of terminology bullcrap you're using is just marketing. It, you're you're either like a part of the payroll on this, or you're just drinking. The oh food. man, this is this is what. This is what sports entertainment needs. <laughs> this is this is what the Canadian the Canadian Football League needs a shot of something. Just a shot right in the butt just to get it get it going again. There's nothing there's there's it's lost its flair, it's lost its uniqueness. There's they're losing fans, you know, they're not gaining new fans. Look at this Edmonton football team. We're going to come at you, you know, bring young people into the fold. We're going to name our team the Elk. You know, it's like, no. They actually had to go back and register two new names this week because I think they know they have a dud on their hands. They re- registered Elks, and then they ed- ed- registered Energy, yeah, which I, I, I think the Edmonton Energy would be a fantastic name, be it that we're an energy hub with oil and gas, power, you know, natural gas. We're an energy hub for North America. That actually relates to the the GD city we live in. So, yes. It's a it's a good choice on a bad set of names anyways, but so I'm not going to debate the Edmonton football team's future name. I just you, Okay, the savior of the CFL is going to be a quote-unquote football entity that doesn't truly exist minus a logo and a name behind it marketing genius okay yeah the rock dwayne johnson self-made you you really think dwayne johnson is going to be in the day-to-day operations of the xfl well then what are you talking about then he's got a partner they're gonna build a team they're putting investment in there he wouldn't have bought it just to blow it away no he has and he has a background in the canadian football league he knows what it is he can use the canadian football league to build his brand as well because it's already established nobody nobody goes back to their roots of sleeping on a mattress with nine other gentlemen in the same hotel or same apartment and be like this is where i'm starting my marketing genius program you take something that's broken and you fix it. Yeah, I agree, but this isn't the solution to it. And this is nothing. This is this is absolutely nothing. Nothing will come of this. There will be no interdivisional team games. They're play, they're going to play a different brand of football. They're not going to play Canadian football first off. They're going to play American football. So it's not going to be three downs. You can't have a game that crosses those two uh, styles over each other. And so they're going to do like, what else is there left to market? Let me just say this. This is what I think is going to happen. Three down football on American fields. No, the Americans don't like three down football. What are you talking about? Three down football on American fields. Smaller fields. I know. This is going to be whatever. What crap league is Johnny Manziel in right now? Uh, The where the you can tweet. It's not even the arena league. It's like I know fan play league. That's what that's what some this partnership that's the best case scenario. No, yeah, not no, even it's nothing. No, nothing. this is a league with over a hundred years of of heritage. You know, yeah, which is why it's not going to be saved by the XFL. Yeah, but it might be dead. Yeah, after it might this be. pandemic, but, but it's not going to be saved by the XFL. 
They're not going to have what what product do you put out there that these two are going to put together? You're going to change the game. The Americans are going to buy into watching a three down inferior football compared to what they watch normally. It's not. They know they can't compete with the NFL. But I'm not saying it's compete with the NFL. But nobody's going to watch. Want- it. Nobody watched the XFL now. Nobody watched the XFL before. It's going to be a success. I'm telling you right now. They they're playing in smaller stadiums with similar players, coaching staff that came from the CFL. They're they're going to make it a success. You're on the payroll. I wish. I bloody <laughs> the wish. The payroll. So why would you rock? I'll be your PR guy. I'll be your <laughs> I'll be your hype man. <laughs> I've I'm I'm done with this. You know what? In 2022, when they said something might happen, you can prove you can try to you can call me wrong, but I won't be. Let's make a bet. Sure, let's bet something. What do you want to bet? And you got to tell me what you th- okay. You want okay before we get odds. What what do you want? What do you think's going to happen? I think they're going to align for the 2022 season, and they'll actually play physical games against each other. So you think that? Are you talking about like a full season, or are you like some yeah. bullcrap all star game? No, like an actual, there'll be a, like a season or there'll be at least a playoff against each other. There will be games against Canadian Football League teams and XFL teams in 2022. Yeah, I'll take a bet. What do you want? Let's do a uh, bottle. You don't drink. I'll take you out for a steak dinner. You can steak have pe- dinner. Oh, you can have a Pepsi. A steak dinner and a Coke Zero. Yeah, you, you. Yeah, I'll you take know. you out for. I'll t- yeah, you know winner, how to treat a guy. Winner chooses dinner. All right, sounds. Yeah, good. we'll do that. But if, there's this will be, this won't even this won't even be discussed past the summer. Bullshit. It'll, it'll be dead. It'll be dead. It'll be dead this year. Don't oh, I can't that. wait to prove you wrong. <laughs> New right. life into the Canadian Football League. Um, needed life and money. I have nothing else to say about it. And so. marketing. A league that's dying. Jeff's done. Jeff Jeff's done with this topic. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Cocaine bear. Okay, let's wrap up with cocaine bear. Yeah, yeah, cocaine bear. I remember this story. When it I do not happened. remember this story, but all I read was the Twitter hi- or headline is that Liz- Elizabeth Banks is going to uh, direct this movie. It's a thriller comedy, I guess. Yeah, it would have Those to be two like come a, together. It would have to be a horror comedy, horror comedy, whatever it is. But uh, tell me a little bit about the background because, like, I'm just imagining like Paddington Bear just doing the old <laughs> devil's devil's dandruff and like. Rah! I I don't know what the backstory is. I just remember vaguely that the story was that some guys had hid a bunch of cocaine out in the woods. I'm assuming like a cabin was what I was kind of picturing. And this bear stumbled upon it, just ripped everything open and just <laughs> got it. Now, t- truth be told, too, like they're like, I, th- I think the bear died. I, well, I think the, you would think it would if it didn't know ate. what it was and it went to town on whatever yeah, that like, is. But I also say, like, I don't think the bear was lining up lines early that I doesn't want to do that <laughs> stuff. So I, I'm assuming it was just licking it all up and snorting a bit of it. But yeah, like I, I, <laughs> someone's, I wish it once again, research on this story would be good. But I actually. As somebody who watches dumb horror films, this is right up my alley. I am I'm in for a cocaine coked up bear killing teens at at, a, at Crystal Lake or something stupid. 
I hope I hope Nick Cage is in this. That'd be great. Oh my god, he's in some weird horror movie with like in a in like a Chuck E. Cheese where all the animatronics oh, come to life. I'm excited to see that. Speak, yeah, yeah. I I just watched one where he is called the color of the color of purple or something like that. It was awesome. I love I love Nick Cage just being Nick Cage. <laughs> but you yeah, know, no. you, you say that like these B movies are good, but yeah. then kind of going back and tying it back into our our original conversation is, you know, are there comedies being made? Like I haven't watched uh, coming to America too. There are some good reviews. There's some bad reviews. Um, there's no I, way that's good. There's yeah. It's not as good as the first one. Cause that was a classic, mm-hmm. but can you make those classic funny movies now without, you know, making fun of Taylor Swift? Yeah, I think, I think you can, but you pretty much have to say, damn the torpedoes we're doing this and we don't and you know what though like i always wonder about this type of stuff because obviously people complain about things and uh, is it really a majority of people who are like i really want to i'm not going to do this i'll boycott this type of stuff blah 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 or is it just like yeah eventually most of us will just kind of go well i wasn't going to see it doesn't matter or i do want to see it so i'll go like I, i don't know but you're right. I don't think the hangover or anything like that's going to get remade nowadays, or if it is, it's going to be a PG version of it. But I think there's, I think there's people out there who are probably on the vanguard of saying like, I'm going to make this. People are going to be offended by it. And hell or high water. I'm putting that product out there. Like this podcast. I don't think it's that offensive. I don't think it's offensive at all. I think, you know, we try to toe the line as much as possible, but then you go dark and, bring up you know predators and how they're gonna attack us at night and this is important information this could save your life it could save your life do you know do you know what the 1052 is i do not know what the 1052 is but you should educate the dear listener uh, about what the 1052 is and myself at, at 10 feet you have to have a you have to have a plan to get away from the attacker all right so that's you want you want drivable terrain effectively at five feet you better get your body positioned to be able to fight. And two, you're engaged. So that's your countdown in regards to like when something could possibly go down. Now, people aren't being attacked on the Well, Bill, people are being attacked on the street, apparently, whenever they go to a stupid rally or anything like that. So maybe the people deserve to be attacked. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't go to rallies, you tiki torch <laughs> sons of bitches. Or counter, whatever. Or whatever. counter or whatever. Yeah. Or Twitter trolls. I still see that one lady who made fun of that guy with the eye patch and I just want to delete her, but I can't because we need the followers. I don't, I don't know why you engage with any of these people. I That's don't great. engage. You want, didn't you? Didn't you? This isn't why you shut one instance. <laughs> yeah. I defended Dan Crenshaw, Dan, Dan American Crenshaw. hero. Yeah. Who's also involved in the congressional hearings for the, uh, the UAP, uh, UFO mm. June buddy four months yeah um, I, uh, I I got to the point where I was just looking for any sightings to read about and I just found a bunch of weird ones I love that Baker Mayfield saw saw one on a day with his that, wife you know what and somebody tweeted a video of that one like they're like oh Baker was right it's like there's stuff you you go digging on UFO Twitter there's stuff that's just popping up every day on oh yeah there's always something yeah there's something out there man I love that. Do you ever listen to Colin Coward? 
I have no idea who that is. He's on Fox Sports. He used to be on ESPN Radio and really that he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like Baker Mayfield. And he used the UFO thing to prove that he was a bad NFL quarterback in a conversation. <laughs> I was just like, this is See, awesome. But that's the thing. It's like you tinfoil hat wearing some bitch. Yeah, like that's pretty much it. No, he may have legitimately saw something. And if you go back and you read on the on the UFO stuff, is he going to call uh, Aaron Rodgers a tinfoil hat? He did acknowledge Aaron Rodgers has seen something. Yeah. Yeah, like he Aaron Rodgers has come out and actually talked about it. He's like, I've seen something, and it it's pretty legit. So, yeah, they even brought Neil deGrasse Tyson on to talk about it too. I was just like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, that's the worst guy to bring on because he just is like the you know criticizes everybody in that in that realm. He actually more or less said that like, hey, like he's like if by Baker's story, he thought he saw something, looked at his wife to verify that somebody else had seen it. They both agreed they did. Uh, Then he described it. He's like, yeah. Did, is what he saw a UFO? Yeah, of course it is, because he doesn't know what it is. It's unidentified. But Neil deGrasse Tyson actually kind of said, like, yeah, everything that is in that story is what it is. He didn't say it was aliens, per se. So, but Colin Coward's an asshole. I, did, I do like, I don't, I kind of miss his show on occasion, though. <laughs> Anyways, all right. That's, that's enough, it tonight. That's enough chitter chatter. Uh, Brad, you want to leave us with any thoughts? Yeah, no, my my thoughts tonight are that, you know, it, I think it's you think it's bad that Pepe Le Pew is being removed from the uh, Looney Tunes movie. I think it's good because he's a uh, a stinky skunk SOB who needs to leave. And I'm glad he's gone. I was never a big fan of him anyway. Um, the Royals. See what's up with that over the next little while. See uh, how things shake out. Maybe uh, Harry will start talking to his his dad and bro. Things seem a little uh little little jaded there little you know they, they need a little space of what's going on there you know didn't like him leaving the royal family i guess so lots of uh lots of politics there within that family um but that being said you know i'm more pumped up about what's uh, going on with the hockey we're only a month away from the trade deadline and uh yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty jacked about that i can, can't wait to see what the final score is i think uh our uh, our leon drysaddle got a on a hat trick tonight so and man, does Ottawa suck? Nice. No, actually, if you t- if you remove them, their games against the Oilers, I think they're like eight and seven or nine and eight. Oh or yeah, just the, the Oilers, Oilers have been there. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Like, they're, not to harp back on it, but they put Drysaddle and McDavid together on the same line. They knew going into this game, the Oilers coaching staff. It's like, okay, you know what? We're going to test this team. We're going to put the two top players in the world together. And it looked like the Globe, Harlem Globetrotters at some points uh, the game the other night where they were dishing the puck around, snapping around, you know, on the power play. Like, they didn't have a chance. So, um, I think that uh, that strategy is currently paying paying off. I don't see Connor and uh, Leon playing together too much longer. You know, they got to spread out the wealth a little bit going up against some other teams. But, uh, yeah. Any final thoughts from you, Jeffrey? Uh, no, I'm just going to assemble my gang of seven psychopaths and we're going to walk around judging people about how they walk and uh, I'll be able to tell if you're a victim or not. Go with that. Oh, go. Don't say that. that that's incriminating now. You're going to come back out and be like, Jeffrey, 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 last name, this guy, he uh, he read that book. He knows uh, what everybody's uh, weaknesses are. That's right. Look out. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Hey, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to those Canadian Lads podcast. Give us a follow on social media. We're on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
And if you like what you heard, give us a follow and share it with your friends. Thanks again and have a great night.